Vanellix. Is that the ice cream one? That's the ice cream. I was one. about to tell you that was the one I don't like. <laughs> that's that is the one that that puts is my so many people on. That is my no that reason. is my most extreme hatred one. Is the ice cream cone ones? For, I don't know why. Welcome to this week in MTG with your hosts. Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 199 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts, uh, Matt. No Danny. No, no Danny the Dinosaur. Danny the Dinosaur. That was great because Danny the Dinosaur sticker off his... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dinosaurs. Yeah. And the dinosaurs are relevant after this weekend. They're very relevant. But uh, speaking of dinosaurs, there's no dinosaur Big G here. Nope. Uh, we got just Anthony instead. Not just Anthony. Just Dino King, just Anthony. There you go. <laughs> Dino King, just Anthony. So you got the two of us. The Dino King, just Anthony. <laughs> We're here. We're glad that you decided to join us tonight for this uh, fun-filled episode. So we're going to jump into it here real quick. So at the top of the podcast, we want to say thank you. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode, taking the time out of your day to think that this is something that you want to listen to. If this is your first time here, welcome. Hopefully you stick around for the ride and enjoy. But uh, we're honored that you guys decided to listen to us. We also appreciate... uh, uh, struggling. <laughs> what? You have a script. How are you struggling? I do. I do. <laughs> we appreciate your support and feedback, and we want you to know that we're striving to be, uh, striving to improve our podcast and make it the best that it can be. We could not do this without you. So, from the bottom of our hearts and our deck boxes, thank you. Thank you so much. Got to also give thank yous to the patrons of this podcast, starting off with Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Casey B, Taylor M, Ricky R, Chris O, Coco, and the obligatory Go Check Out the Aquarium Guys podcast. They have fish talk. Chapman and new to the Patreon, Ranger Dan. Ranger Dan, you join. Ranger, nice. Dan, Ranger Dan is now part of the the Patreon. So we, we be, appreciate you, Ranger Dan. Uh, being part of the Patreon, uh, your money goes to hosting the the website, buying the packs, the cards, the mailing of those packs and cards for the monthly Patreon giveaways. We do. Uh, you also get access to two secret private channels on the Discord, which is free to everybody to join. So join the Discord. Definitely join the Discord. And yeah. We're going to jump in because I imagine we're going to get on so many tangents with tonight's episode. I'm going to so try not to. Go If uh, you don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also support us by sharing this episode with your friends, your family, your LGS rival. Getting us in front of ears helps grow this podcast. But if sharing it's not something that you want to do, you can also rate and review us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Found out, apparently. I just looked at our review on uh, our rating on Spotify. Yeah. 4.8. Out of five. Out of five. We had 10 reviews. So, well, clearly we're doing something right. Doing something right. Hey, you know what? A win's a win, man. 
I, I'm saying that's a win. I think that's pretty good. I know. 4.8. I'm just, a win's a win. Win, win by an inch or a mile because we got family. And if you don't want to support us that way either, we have another way that you can try to support us if you feel like it uh, through our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Speaking of, let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now let's move to the breakdown where we're going to lay out what you're going to be hearing in this episode. Starting off, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk where we have the typical Salt and Sugar reports. Going to talk about NRG Detroit for a bit. Upcoming events, just going to touch on uh, MagicCon Vegas happening here shortly. Then we're going to jump into the news, cover some things we didn't really have time to last week, including how $300,000 worth of cards got stolen at Gen Con. What? New promos coming out and the announcement of Eternal Weekend. From there, going to move to the Conjured Currency section where we play everybody's favorite game, where I guess why cards are moving up in price. Yeah. It's a fan favorite. We hope. Let us know if it's your favorite. Just hearing me bumble on about that. And then bum, when bum, we're bum, done, bum, bum, bum. that's it. You could go home for a week. Yay. Should be a pretty, uh, you know, after like three continuous weeks of just having like news topic, news topic, news topic, because San Diego Comic-Con had news drops. Yep. Then it was MagicCon Barcelona. And then and it was Gen, Gen Con, Con. And now we kind of got some time here. Now it's just the extra stuff happening like Apex Gaming and energy and all that stuff like yeah. it's just smaller things which it's it's nice to see smaller events happening so we can just go bu, 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 done i enjoyed watching uh the apex pioneer event this week and i guess this is kind of leading into not necessarily leading into the boggle desk but a good uh yeah. non sequitur into the boggle desk talking about you know tournaments and stuff i watched the apex 5k <clears throat> and it had a, a pretty stacked a pretty stacked list of players there Corey baumeister yep you had mason clark and uh, oh geez, John Blanks. There's some other big names and stuff there as well. Tandy was Tandy was not he, play, he, he was not, he was uh, announcing. He was yeah doing like he usually is yeah commentating. I mean there we go commentating. He's his normal commentating spot. I enjoy watching was, Apex. Uh, they got their shit down. Was uh what's his name commentating with him again? Um, I'll be honest with you, I was not paying God that much attention. It. When you see Tandy, you just like focusing on Tandy. I know. I'm just <laughs> trying to think of his name from start. He used to be like the a big Star City Games uh, person that was always at the competitions and stuff and everything. Now he's he's fought, well he's friends with Tandy, so he followed them over to Apex, which is kind of cool too. Ross Miram was he announcing? Oh, Ross was not there. Damn it! I'm uh, more than positive. That I was love not Ross. Probably not. Ross. I love it when Ross and Tandy though are doing the Apex gaming commentation because like it's just enjoyable to watch them because you're like seeing their brains turn and everything that they're talking about. And you're like, oh, this is nice people that really i mean don't get me wrong there's there's commentators out there that they do just as fine a job for things 
but there's some commentators where it's like they just hone in and they make it a show. You know, it's not just spitting out information. Like it, it, it takes the right combination of people to have really good commentating. I enjoyed the I enjoyed Riley Knights a lot of the times. Oh God, whoever yes. he's with, uh, like with Corey Baumeister at uh, Barcelona. Him with Corey's like, cool. Him with him with Marshall's a lot of fun Marshall too. Marshall Sutcliffe. Oh, um, uh, everybody knows I'm a stand for Marshall Sutcliffe. He's a fucking he's oh, awesome. Great guy. His voice. He can read me bedtime stories. I love that guy. I still hands down my favorite two commentators together ever, Cedric Phillips, and uh, Patrick Sullivan. Thank you. P. Sully. Yep. They, they do so well together. I know, but they don't comment, comment anymore. It's only uh, Cedric Phillips is doing it still. How Did you watch the uh, a while ago, but the shuffle up and play where Prof had Patrick and Cedric on? That was the oh, best fucking, that, that was, was the best watch ever. Oh my God. If you haven't watched that P. shuffle Sully, baby. Play, if you not watch that, that is a great one because you can, the way that they're like going at each other, it's like, oh, those, those people go, the, those two go way back. They're able yep. to like, they, they take the jabs at each other, like the bestest of friends do. And it is just, it is wholesome and loving to watch. And then you got the prof tossed in there. <laughs> it's great. Highly yeah. recommend that one. Shuffle and play. They're doing, really good series too. They're doing stuff and the. Patrick, uh, with Patrick co- commenting on like Cedric like doing things like oh the yep. misplace and something oh the misplace he's doing here oh it's good tap that mana for that card we're at the boggle desk what do we, let's start with the salt the salt and sugar report all right salt this week we don't got none because we played commander this weekend so there ain't nothing but sugar I mean sugar for the dinos I guess we played played two games over spell table okay it was late at night yes when we started playing. And Chris was in New York, so that's later. Kinda, that's kind of late for him, even too. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, <laughs> we had a good time though, because uh, you were on. What did you you played uh, Jared? First game I played Jared. Jared hugs. Yep, Jared hugs. Which Jared is, hugs. Which I just want to say, it's not like the hugs deck that people expect. It's like it's legit a- hugs. The only win con that I have in that deck. Is Titanic Ultimate and, and just swinging with the big fat fatties that you get for like a low cost. Like that is it. I do not win with that deck. You don't. You don't have a thing for Jared for him just get a bunch of power no. at all. No, Jared oh. just gives out the Monarch to anybody. That oh, is the purpose of him. It's just three mana, five mana. You become the Monarch. You become the Monarch. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that, was, that wasn't a big deal. And then uh, I was playing Zakama. It was my really is my quickly remade. Uh, Grimlock deck that I used to have, I turned that into Naya Dinos because Grimlock now is going to be going to my all Transformers deck, so kind of can't keep him over there anymore. <laughs> so right. He got to move on to the next side, so he's going there. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to play with my remade Dinos deck. And um, Chris from New York was playing the new Abzan precon that yep. was stock. The, Nothing changed. The Enchantment Reanimator deck. Ethica. I, th- I thought it was Enrica. Enrica? Enrithica? Enrithica? Enrithica. We'll figure this out. And then Chris from Texas, he was playing uh, a Esper um, Odds deck with that one Sphinx that came out of Commander 2018 and got reprinted in this last Commander Master stuff. So that was kind of an interesting deck. How do you say it, Dave? And it's Anikthia. 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 Yes. Hand of Erebus. The hand of slapping your face. Yeah, I liked it. 
I like the deck. I like I, I could say the upgrade is really good. Um, but yeah, so that was the first game, and I would probably blame your hugsness was probably not helpful for everybody. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's I, like, but I will say the other thing that was helpful for towards me though was the fact that Chris from Texas, Chaos Goose, he didn't have anything for blockers, and I was able to put an invasion of Chandelar into play, and then destroy it right away with my. Two creatures with two powers. It only has four battle counters on it. Mm-hmm. So I took that out right away and it flipped over, which then just means the me and my upkeep, I get to put in a permanent into play. So then I got to drop Zatelpa and drop everything I needed and just kept ramping and ramping in and allowed me to then also flip a Groin Rights Iclamach and then all chaos broke loose and I killed everybody with dinosaurs. So the pivotal moment there, I would say, was when I cast my Hanweir Battlements or uh, Hanweir Giants or whatever the four mana eight eights where everybody else tutors a creature into play. <laughs> yeah. And that's what started. Cause in my hand I had that and I had the hunted wumpus and I was asking, what does everyone have in card to the guiding creature cards in hand? And everyone See, was I thinking thought I was going to win, windfall. I wasn't going to windfall. Well, not windfall, but a red windfall. Right. And I'm like, no, no, I just got to know. And everyone's like, no, I don't got good creatures in my hand. So I'm like, okay, well I'm not casting the hunted wumpus then because then good creatures aren't Hunt coming out. Wumpus. And so I feel like if I just casted the Hunted Wumpus, maybe we would have had another turn and you would not have, like, you know, here comes the dinosaurs moment, <laughs> essentially. Open the door and get on the floor. Here comes those fucking dinosaurs. I don't think they use that word in that song. No, but that's what happened, though. <laughs> Jurassic Park, let loose. Um, but, yeah, that that was also a big thing because then I got the new Atali. I was going to play the old Atali until I saw the new Atali next to the old Atali, and I was like, Oh wait, just play this one. Yeah, new that new, that new Atali because it's just like, I uh, whatever the giants were, and you got uh, four cards, five I, cards I, essentially. I put yeah, I got, got five, five cards off cards. it. I got five that three cards, which got my four path right away, and then yes. I got you. I got a wall from you. I got a swords plowshare, and then I got a yeah Mesa Enchantress. Oh, I totally forgot that I had the Mesa Enchantress the entire time too. I could have sacked that when I had to sack creatures. Could have. That'd been nice. And then I played an enchantment of something. Anyways, so that pretty much ended that whole game was me just rawr, rawr. And then we played a second game. Game two, Texas Chris. He decided to uh, showcase his dinos. He yeah. Gishath. Gishath. Naya dinosaurs. Which, because he got all he got all angry because I won with my dinosaurs. And I was like, you could play whatever you want. You don't have to play dinosaurs. I'm going to play my dinosaurs. And I'm like, okay. So then I, I pulled out Queen Marchessa. And you pulled out my mono red uh, Jaya Valor deck. Yeah. Red does blue. Red does blue. I did not do anything that game, pretty much. No, you didn't. <laughs> and then Chris was playing his Urtet, the little Murs, yep. which was really cool. His thing was popping Dude, off, but it was his... being held at bay for like very simple things that I was doing. Like, I know my gatekeeper was bad for everybody, but like... <laughs> Everything entering that, tapped. That was, that was holding shit at bay, at least. And then it just, I couldn't, I'll tell you, when you don't draw into any mana sources, it sucks. Yeah, because what, you're like three turns I was the four. I was the monarch, and I, I hit my land drops for at least up to turn five. Okay. But after turn five, I couldn't draw into lands, and then I was the monarch for at least three turns. So like I went through about like seven cards and finally found a land, which was a Karoo land. And I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> Like, come on. But it happens. And then, 
of course, the same thing happened in that game as it happened in the game that we played before that, which was both my dinosaur deck and Chris's dinosaur deck had a way to stop a mass wipe to slow the game down. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, was beautiful. Just, which that... is, was amazing that it worked for both of our decks that way. I was just like, I mean, how often would that ever happen? That's yeah. crazy. The dino survived the extinction event. Twice. <laughs> I mean, if we had star extinction, that could have changed everything. Yeah. The uh, oh, but Chris, uh, Chris from Texas, there fucking sucked because he had an Acroma's monument out, and I'll just the mono red. Yeah. Like, I'm like pro I'm red. Gonna, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take that. I'm like, oh wait, no, never mind. It's pro red. It's like I forgot. Oh, I'm gonna bolt it with Jaya Baller. Oh wait, I can't pro red. Pro red. So I got fucking shut out from really doing anything to help the board there. It was wonderful. That's what it is. But can, can, can I complain real quick about? Uh, yeah, you can, because that's, that's basically the end of it. The only, the only sad part is we just didn't have more games to play, but I think if we plan better next weekend, not this weekend, two weekends from now, it might work better that we could start a little sooner. Maybe. So that way Chris from New York doesn't have to go to bed so early. My, uh, so, so a little extra salt on my part here for the salt, salt report. Added salt. Added salt. Yesterday, it was yesterday that I played a little bit of Arena. I was playing my Explorer Rogues deck, because I love that. Good deck. I was paired up against Grease Fang. I had a pretty solid hand. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it, no. It, it, it was uh, turn one Stitcher Supplier on there, and I'm like, oh, oh fuck, no. This is, this is Grease Fang, man. No, it's so greasy. Game, so you know that. But uh. I kept a hand with a Fatal Push, a Go for the Throat, a Wind Robber, and uh, three lambs and stuff so i was kind of like oh, You're pretty well-rounded yeah. i'm like okay if they drop the turn one if they drop whatever turn they drop their grease fang like i can kill it and i'm stuff. putting it out of its misery so uh anyways it got to like turn five they they were able to eldritch evolution i countered it because i drew uh make disappear they eldritch evolution this the uh uh, Stitcher Supplier, put more cards in gra- Graveyard. They're going to get their Grease Fang with that. Yep. But I countered it. So it kind of like bought me a little bit of time. They dropped an es- Eska's Chariot, and uh, there's enough cards in their Graveyard. My Wind Robber was on board, so as soon as they crewed their Eska's Chariot, I sacked the Wind Robber to draw a card and Fatal Pushed the Chariot. So I'm like, hey, I'm feeling very comfortable right now. And they milled three Grease Fangs. Oh. Uh, but they had a I Can't Stay Away the sorcery where it's five return yeah. a creature yeah. from your graveyard three yeah. and they got five mana but they played uh something else on turn five then instead of casting that i didn't have a counter and um so it was like turn six they cast that and this is this is the salt this is where the salt comes in my my deck has 20 lands being rogues yep because it's a very low curve the biggest thing i have in there is kaito shizuki being a three drop yep uh so amongst doing merfolk wind robber and two activations of uh, Castle, the Black Castle. Lockthwain. 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 So three extra cards, two Kaito activations, one of looting because I didn't attack with the creature, yep. and one of actual looting because I attacked with the Wind Robber first. I went through five cards before uh, before I lost the game, and every five of those cards that mattered to get a card to stop the Grease Fang from doing what it was going to do was a land. Five lands in a row. Ooh, that's rough, man. <laughs> and I'm like... That is salty right there. I, I was a little salty. I'm like, five fucking cards. What the actual fuck? And so, yeah, that, that was my salt. It was like five cards in a row, and because of that, I, I I lost against a Grease Fang. It felt like I had a chance. Like, all I had to do was keep 
stopping the grease fang and stuff earlier in the game <laughs> i felt so bad they had two cards in hand i'm like hey i'm gonna thought seize there has to be something that i can like you know i'm hoping to hit a grease fang it was a parhelion in their hand i'm like uh Ugh. that's the thing you don't want to thought seize nope 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 but needless to say my uh my salt comes from like it was like turn six turn seven i drew five cards and all five cards were land in the process of like two turns and i'm like well this was fun i just felt so close Boo. Ooh. Casey, here's another side thing that before we get going, because after this, I won't be talking much about it. Here's something really exciting, though. So I also saw a Pioneer deck that I really want to play. Okay. Mono Black Waste Knot. Yes. That really makes me want to play Pioneer right now. So, Casey, just letting you know, I am getting really amped up and ready to put together that Pioneer deck so that one of these Fridays... I'll be there. Was uh was that Waste Not deck played on uh, Apex? Not that one. I watched it on a different. It was the oh, it's this other one I watch all the time. They always do a Friday night like filming thing. Uh, I will look it up and figure it out and get back to that part later. But we're gonna go straight into the bottle desk. Yes, continue on. and get some stuff. And I'm also on the Detroit, Michigan stuff, and. I don't have more than. Oh, there it is. Okay, never mind. We're good. We're good. My phone loaded finally. I was like looking for it. I'm like, where the fuck's this at? Professional podcaster <clears throat> right here. Well, originally I was just scrolling, and this bottom part is the only thing that was moving. I was like, is my am I again like getting the the link that sends me to the wrong place like we had last time? Sir, you just suck at technology. You're an old man. You you, you can't Back figure in it my out. day. Anyways, this past weekend, we had the NRG Series $5,000 trial in Detroit, Michigan, which was Pioneer. Woot, woot. Um, <clears throat> entry fee for this was $50. They had a max uh, capacity of 300. Only 118 people showed up, it looks like, if I read this correctly. Yeah, 118 of 300 enrolled for the event, which that's still really good. That's a very good turnout. I mean, even with a cap like 300, that's pretty awesome. Uh, tabletop series that they did, open registration. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see if there's any other key pieces to read here. Venue information, energy series 15K Detroit trial. I don't weekend. think people care about that. I think they care about the decks and who won. <laughs> Saturday, oh, I see what the breakdown was. So Saturday event was a 10K for Modern Showdown. Sunday event was a 5K. So we're just going to go with the 5K stuff. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so what we had. First place, who went 601, was Kyle Gonzalez playing Esper Legends. Did you look at this list? No. It is a mashup of Greasefang, Rona, and Rafine. Ugh. It does it all. So, Ugh. like, Emery Lurker of the Lock, Greasefang Okiba Boss, Rafine Scheming Seer, Rona Herald of Invasion, Shieldred, Skrelv, Thalia. With Eskis Chariots, Mox Ambers, Parhelion 2, Sky like, Sovereigns. I feel like I wouldn't call this Esper Legends. I'd just call it Esper Fang. Well, I mean, that's what they decided to name it. I know. But it's just you can, do, you can do the infinite with Rona here. I, I know. And yeah. you do the Grease Fang stuff as well. I mean, cl- clearly it did Kyle well, get him into first place. And with oh, a, yeah, uh, you, just, you mash it all together and make a great jambalaya, you know? But, I mean, the deck... Clearly, it's going to do really well. It's got Shieldred and the Grease Fang combo and the Rona combo. How does the Rona combo work again? I forgot about that one. 
Okay, so Rona Herald of Invasion is a two drop that is whenever a you tap her and draw. Yep, and then whenever you cast a legendary spell, untap Rona. And so Mox Amber, it's a free cast. You return. Oh no, they don't have a way to return it to hand. No, they don't. They're just getting bonuses out of it. And there's, I mean, you can use Emery to replay one, but like you're not. This is just like an engine for value. That's not really. Yeah, there's no way to sack it. It's a draw engine. And there's nothing in here that creates the, like, because there, there's no, uh, the Jeskai Ascendancy in here to make it do infinite. Okay. Or the, uh, whatever the fucking, uh, sorcery or instant is, the Helix, something Helix that yeah, you can bounce helix. it. Retraction Helix, yeah. yeah. They don't got that. Okay, so it doesn't have the full Rona combo, it just has, like, Rona value? Yeah, it's I mean, a value everything, engine. Everything is a legendary. Emery, Greasefang, Rafine, Shield, Well, yeah, you're going you're to constantly up. untap and draw and discard. Yeah. And the discard's fine because you can do the Chariot and then the Sovereign and the Parhelion. So it's just a value engine piece. Okay. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. I think it's still won some good stuff there. They do not, <laughs> look in here, they do not have the uh, the infinite piece, the Retraction Helix in the side even. So Yeah, you don't need that anyways. I think they got enough stuff. I feel like that was the piece that got cut when you looked at the combination of what they did of the mashup of the jambalaya here. Mm-hmm. They cut that. You don't need that stuff. Then we got, uh, oh, I feel so bad. I'm sorry for this person. I'm going to probably butcher your name just so you know. Raja Salaman. Salaman. I guess it's good as mine there, bud. Uh, he did Rakdos mid-range. Went 6-1-0. Pretty stock-looking list there. Okay. And we got Andrew Elbogen. Boy, that name sounds really familiar. Uh yeah, they're a Twitch streamer. I feel like I should know who this is. Uh Model Green Devotion, which once again I'm guessing is pretty stock. Very stock as everything. So, I don't know. Do they have they jumped up to two Plurikronos in the main? Is that a thing? Because they got two Plurikronos in this main here. Or is that just more of a meta call? Uh Plurikronos Rimborn that turns into the, the yeah, Coil yeah. Hydra. Um I I think that's just a meta call. Okay. I mean, it's a one or two of. Yeah, it's I, just a good card for. I green. think the green. I think the green devotion deck has like five to eight slots that you know they swap around of like their yeah. numbers and stuff, and maybe these are the two of fun ofs. Yeah. So they went six. He went six and one. You have Simon Hilbrins who did Rakdos Agro, who went six and one. Uh, that's the Cauldron Familiar build. Raksak. Raksak. I don't know why it says Agro, but Cauldron Familiar. Well, it gets devils. aggressive, you know. Uh, yeah. Aggressive making you lose your life. But when you hear Raksak is Raksak. Raksak. Uh you got Benjamin Ungar who did Is It Phoenix. That's nice to see a little bit different there. Yeah. And from what I can tell. And this was the last six and one. That's that's it. Nothing special about it. A very stock list as well. Okay. Uh and then we got Raymond Perez who did Lotus Field Combo, the new Lotus Field. Or no, this is the old Lotus Field combo, right? Yeah, where you're untapping, making a bunch of mana, and uh, let's see, they got Masterminds, Acquisition, Pour Over the Page of Sylvan Scrying, Emergent Ultimatum, there we go. And that's what they're going for there, to then get Omniscience, Chandra, and... So yeah, the old, old-fashioned old type of Lotus Field combo. But then we have Derek Davis, who's playing Azorius Lotus Field. Now that's the one I also really like a lot. Yeah, I think this got talked about in the Discord through Casey because you did. can strict proctor with the uh, yep Lotus hits. Field, and I have like one strict proctor I found so far. I haven't looked at all my stuff yet, but that's one I got to pick up because like that's the only piece I'm missing for this deck is to make sure I have that. And that as a five hundred two, 
And then we have the last eighth place spot by Mason Grode, who is playing Abzan Griesvang. Stock list. Is News Constrictor stock? Is that like the one of fun of that gets swapped around occasionally that Maybe. puts counters on? Well, I mean, News Constrictor just discards a card, so that's News why. Constrictor is the discard? Oh, am I thinking of... Um, You're thinking of... Uh, the other Constrictor. The snack. The snack one. The snack. The snack. The, the black, the, the black red. One. Or, yeah, the black green. Um, this is just the mono energy green one, one from yeah. like Battle for Zendikar. No. News Constrictor is out of the... Uh, yeah, I'm clicking on it. The... Uh, Eldritch Moon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That one. Discard a card. It gets plus one, plus one until the end of turn. It's a discard engine. Okay. Free discard, baby. Because you're thinking of... Uh, what the fuck is the other snake? Yeah. I thought it was Noose, noose Constrictor, clearly. Is what I no. Think. It's well, a Constrictor. Keep reading. I'll figure it out. Okay. Anyway, so that's your top eight. Um, otherwise, breaking it down, uh, Azorius Control, number nine, ten was Obzon Greasefang. Winding Constrictor. Winding constrictor, thank you. That's the one with energy and plus one plus one counters. Um, well, basically counters. Yeah, just counters, no energy. Well, energy's counters. Well, I mean, yes, it counts energies. I it's just counters. It it's a counter booster. It doesn't give you energy. It's a snake. It's a snack. Uh, yeah, mono white humans. Uh, a lot of mono green devotion. Rakdos mid range. Obzon. The field's pretty much what you expect to see. There's a here and there, like you can see some different ones. And we can go into more of that, but we're not going to. So I, I can give you an archetype breakdown here real quick. I have it. Oh, okay. I got it. Did you did you figure out how to click it to, to show the I kept moving. <clears throat> I kept moving, okay? All right. Archetype breakdown. Number one place is Rakdos Agro. Wrong. That's what it shows though. No. It's oh. not the number of decks. Percent of the field. Oh, do you want me to do it that way? Well, that's how you show the there like we the go. Rank, the ranking is. Like, I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. All right. Sorry. Mono Green Devotion. There you go. Is the number one deck with 17.79, basically 17.8% of the field. Uh, followed by Azorius Control. That's surprising. Azorius Control didn't do that well, but it's uh, number two on the list for the most played decks for 10.17%. Uh, then you have Azorius Spirits at the same, 10.17%. And then you have Azorius Lotus Field, which is 9.32%. Obzon Greasefang at 7.6%. Rakdos Midrange at 5.9%. Raksak at 4.2%. And then you have Mono White at Mono White Humans at 4.2%. Lotus Field Combo at 2.5%. And Is It Phoenix as a Creativity, Mono Black Midrange, all in the same boat. And then you have Boro, Boros Prowess, Esper Control, Mono White Agro, Esper Legends in the 1.7. And then you have everything else at less than 1% for Boros Agro. Is it Tempo? Boros Convoke? Is it Drake's? Boros Heroic? Demir Rogues? Attracts? Atarka Red? Demir Inverter? And Azorius Combo. And those are your top decks. Crazy thing here is uh, the Rakdos Agro, the one that you were reading out there first. That's the one with the highest win uh, win rate. Win rate seventy five percent. This this uh, this field. They did really well. The Esper Legends pulled in with a sixty eight point seven five percent win rate. Wow, it's not bad. Is it Phoenix sixty eight four two? Then Rakdos Midrange at fifty eight at the drop there. So yeah, but yeah. I mean that's your win percentages and how they did, and then below that is just players and how they're doing finals anything no 
I don't think this bit was quarterfinals, semifinals. Those weren't updated. Well, we're not going to worry about that then. They'll figure it out later. But that was your Detroit NRG series that they did for 5K on Sunday. A deeper dive than what we have done for a boggle desk in a long time. True. Now we're over to MagicCon Las Vegas because it's an upcoming event. All right, MagicCon Las Vegas. We're coming back. Is our and MagicCon Las Vegas is our final MagicCon event in 2023, and we are pulling it out at all the stops. Join us for an incredible weekend full of epic cosplay. Immerse yourself in the wilds of Eldraine. Meet special guests and artists. Shop exclusive merch, incredible products. Enjoy panels and events on the main stage and more. This show will be full of magic and will host the pinnacle premier level play event of the season of the 22-23 season Magic World Championship 29. 29. Slot championships. You want me to finish this? Or you want to put your little thing in quick? No, no, no. Keep reading because uh, okay. are, are you going to mention? Is... I'm going to keep moving. Okay. Let me just finish and we'll go on to the next part. On top of the command zone and free play areas, MagicCon Las Vegas will feature a variety of on-demand and ticketed play events throughout the weekend, such as The Unknown with Gavin Verhey, The Secret Layer Showdown, and our brand new 100K Limited Open, which also, if you guys go to this, you need to make sure you hit up some of these major special events they put on. We've had enough people from when we went to Minneapolis see how good they were. We saw enough stuff on Twitter from the one, last one at Barcelona, how good it was. First off, yeah. The cards are really cool, and the Gavin, the Gavin Verhe, like test cards they make for those packs they throw in there, like those are solid. They're very valuable. It doesn't matter if you get a crappy one to like a really good one. They're all valuable because they're not very popularly like put out there. Like Give it a couple of years of this happening, and maybe some of those really interesting ones are like Emrakul and Chatterfang or Coma and... Uh, Toski or whatever they did, like those only two I can think of the top of my head. I don't know any other ones, but they're cool. Um, but yeah, get your badges, book your flights, and ready for your and ready your favorite deck for deck. As we'll see you in Las Vegas. And if you want to learn more, you can look it up on their site. We've been talking about it since what they back announced in it back in, in June, in July. Was the beginning of July they announced it? Yeah, it was like beginning of July is when they announced the date. Like we knew, yeah, we knew was... in June, end of June, we knew about it. Yeah, we knew Vegas was going to be a thing, but then they they announced all the extra stuff. So yeah, we've been we've talked about this enough. So yeah. get get there, get your stuff, um, all that. Uh, Matt do, has a question, not a question, a statement. I do want to say statement. Uh, the other week on Weekly MTG, Blake Rasmussen had a more of a Q and A episode, and people were asking of a uh, question was brought up of. With Magicons doing so well, what has Wizards thought about uh, addressing GPs? And Blake Rasmussen said something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing here, that they are testing waters for GPs. That's what these these large limited events are, like the 75K of Barcelona and the 100K, yeah. as a way to test you know, the, the GP waters. Again, paraphrasing specifically, uh, uh, paraphrasing what he was saying, you can watch that video. It's up on YouTube, but pretty much saying that these are kind of like their ways to test the waters of like what uh, their new ways to uh, maybe involve GPs, do GPs again. I mean, do we really need a GP though? I mean, this, these are like, this design is like just so perfect. I mean, you get everything you want you, and guess what? The GP is happening at these events anyways. I, so so my, my thought is, is like, I, I like the idea of having these big, large events. Oh, sure. That, that I should sure rephrase side events. The GP is not happening at this event. This the Pro Tour stuff happening at these yeah. events. But 
I don't know the, the the way that they got it set up now, where you got like the RCQs and the the RQ uh, the RCs and stuff uh, in you know insert whatever region yeah. and stuff. I think that's good. You got people like NRG. You got Pastime doing these larger events. Like those are your pseudo GPs, just not done anything through Wizards and stuff. I think those are fine. Like I I don't know, man. We got um we got uh, Wade in the chat say you go into Vegas. No way. I am not going to Vegas. I am not going to Vegas either. I mean, unless there's a miracle that drops my lap of like a substantial amount of cash or something yes. that I can like pay bills with and then go to Vegas. Like, I like that That's idea. kind of the only way I'm going to be going to Vegas. Otherwise, I'm just going to... Join the Patreon. Get us all to go to Vegas. <laughs> Wait as part of the Patreon. No, everybody. Anybody else listening to this, help us get, get if to you Vegas. Want, to- yeah, if you want us to go to Vegas, join the Patreon. We got and- a long way to go, baby. <laughs> But Anthony, you, what you, you, me, roulette, all on black. <laughs> I mean, if you're feeling good, we could figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fucking Wade. That would be great if we could. I would enjoy it. I mean, you got some pig wheels around here that you can hit up. It kind of gives you the same effect. Fine, red it is. Okay, no, you can't just switch to red. Like we got to stay with one or the other. Like it's not a switch and back and forth thing. Pig wheel. Pig wheel. Pig wheel doesn't pay out enough. Pig wheel. You got a, is there a pig wheel somewhere that like pays out? Like no. See, he just says it. Scam. I pig mean, it's the closest that you're going to be getting up here. Change my mind. Hold on, hold on. How about this? How about this? We all go to Deadwood. Deadwood, South Dakota. That's a big gambling place. That they, is a very big gambling place. They got digital roulette there. I played digital roulette. That was a fucking. That was a fucking thing. I played digital blackjack. Hmm. How'd I'm you like. I was more excited about the fact that I was playing digital blackjack than fully paying attention because then I went to the poker table afterwards. But Wade's going to Vegas. You're going to Vegas, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, we'll have fun going to Vegas. Take pictures. We got to get you on the podcast. Yes. And talk about it. You know, you we, got, we, got, we, got feet, we got boots on the ground there. Yes. Boots on the ground. I, uh, I, I would say I'd like to go to Vegas, but being a, to to Vegas. being a dad is a little bit tough in that situation. It is. It is. And it's during... When was Vegas again? September twenty second. Oh yeah, that definitely ain't gonna work because that's like right before my anniversary, so I definitely can't go. <laughs> that is not gonna fly. So uh, Wade, you're gonna have to enjoy it for me because I will not be going. But yeah, no. So like Vegas, it's gonna be great. Everyone should have fun, enjoy doing the events, and maybe uh, maybe they could bring the GPs back to these. I mean, you could bring the GP back. You just have to get rid of something else. Yeah, I, don't know. I think more blow for me. <laughs> hey, man. I think enjoy it. I mean, I don't know. Like, let let the system like play out here. You know, but like Magic players are just so antsy and stuff. It's like you got all these ways to play. You just don't have it on the old ways of going through GP. Go go to pastime. Go check out NRG series. Go check out Apex. I think, Star City. I think SCG cons are still having large events. Yeah, and shit you're like correct that. in that because like you don't need to have. I know the GPs are great. I did GPs. I know how great they were and they were fun. But like, it's almost to a point of like, like we like we said. I personally like I like the Magic cons the way they are, and I. I like it better that if I if we would go again to one, let's say, and I wasn't going to do like the main event stuff and everything else and go see the artists and all that. I was just going to do like play commander, 
and hit up a couple of these secret layer showdowns type things or whatever it is. Those are such great events. I love seeing those. And then just check out the merch on one day for fun. And then the other thing I'd probably do is spend a lot of time watching pro tour. Yeah. Cause that'd just be enjoyable. I'll be honest. Like I know this is going to be, this is going to be blasphemous to Danny if he ever decides to listen to this and we know he won't, but you know, like Wizards is a corporation and they're going to be tripping a lot of money and stuff. And they got to be like careful where they're like divvying up the money for this. I'd rather yeah. them put more money to allow these big 75K, 100K prize pool side events at these larger events, you know, instead of like probably well, doing allows, something GPS. It still allows you to be competitive too. Yeah. It's not like you, you're still going to get the sharks to come out of the water for that blood. Oh, I mean, they're coming. So 100%. who cares? Yeah. Like that's, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. There's no GP. So yeah. Like, like I said, I, I bet you in like within the next year to two years, we will see GPs somehow be either attached to these or they're going to be like seasonal GPs of like one, two, three big things. That's it. We'll see how it turns out when uh, when uh, Billy Jensen comes out with more information. There you go. He's the one in charge. Yeah. So that ends that stuff at the bottle desk. And let's head on over to the news. So one simply... One does not simply walk into Mount Doom, but it seems one can simply walk into Gen Con and take a whole pallet of TCG products worth $300,000 pretty easily. Looks like the hobbits need to learn from these people. According to a Kotaku article, Quoke, 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 Quote, the theft occurred August 2nd, 2023, shortly before the event was actually open to the public. According to the Indiana Police Department's official statement, the suspects, quote, acquired a pallet jack, removed one pallet of gaming cards, and moved them to an unknown location. That single pallet contained as much as $300,000 worth of cards. Unquote. <laughs> My first thought before you even read that part was like, I'll bet these motherfuckers just walked up with a pallet jack and rolled it out. <laughs> and they did! <laughs> Fucking pallet jack, and they were gone. Dude, pallet jacks are sneaky. You gotta watch out for those. Okay, so let me finish this, and I'll talk. Then I'll mention this thing that I was talking uh, with another buddy. So, the cards uh, on the pallet jack were once speculated as Lorcana cards, but it was later confirmed by pastime comics and games that the pallet was Magic the Gathering cards with mostly set and collector boosters of Commander Masters. Woof. Now, since that it is the case, the amount of Commander Master booster boxes that were on that pallet were four. There were only four boxes worth that much. Just really? That, that's a bad joke, saying that they're just inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they got away, and at the time, they didn't know any more other information. So here we are 12 days later, and we finally got some more information. The Kotaku article was updated nine hours ago, quote, straight from the, the article, is that a picture of those dudes? Yeah, that's a picture. That's not a pallet jack. That's a fucking cart. That's the pallet jack. That's the pallet jack. Yeah. That's the pallet jack. Well, that's a cart. Yeah, that's the cart afterwards. They just rolling it out like no big deal. So yeah, here's pictures of the people and stuff. But I uh, mean, they could have went with COVID, wear masks, you know. Would have been smarter. So let's see. Where's the update? Here's the update during the annual tabletop convention held yearly. Uh, the Indiana Metropolitan Police Department told Kotaku that the suspects have not been identified. Where's the up? Is the update further down? Probably further down. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum, bum. No, that's not the one. I swear that there's an update saying that they identified the people and uh, there's no comment made. Was that in a Polygon article? 
maybe I could have sworn I was a Kotaku there. But as of today, it was announced that they figured out who they were and they're in custody. So the these three, motherfuckers were arrested. Yeah. And three hundred thousand dollars a lot. And <laughs> that's a lot of product. Okay. So the thing that I was so like they said like four like four boxes. Four boxes. Like four boxes of like four cases. No, not cases, just like the po- the boxes. So there's what, like a hundred booster packs for like three hundred thousand dollars, right? That's about right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> According the picture looks like there's a lot of a lot it of looks cases like they here. have a couple cases of everything. If you say that there's probably like twelve, there's probably like thirty six. Well, there's probably like twelve easily how many draft sets and commander boxes on there? It was just set and collector boosters is all that set was and collector con- only confirmed by oh no time. no draft okay well I mean that alone if you had like well let's let's just do let's just do the price quick so average price of a collector booster box for commander masters right now for four packs is roughly like two hundred and forty bucks so that right there is a lot of fucking money if you even had like I mean we got the math right there three hundred fucking thousand yeah three hundred thousand so that means. You look at how many set boosters because those are going for like three hundred some dollars a piece. So, yeah, it's a lot of fucking money. It's ridiculous. It's a good stack of, of cases there too. So, oh my god, that's just that's just crazy. And they thought they're going to get away with it. There's cameras, man. Come on. Yeah, and it's pretty clear. Uh, Clearly, they should have went out the fucking back door. They shouldn't been going through the lobby. They're going through the fucking lobby, acting like no big deal. Yeah, just two guys. They're stupid. But anyway, so I was talking with you guys. If you guys listen to our podcast, I'm just going to tell you you're dumb. If our podcast is getting played in like a prison cell, I mean, it could. A jail cell. I mean, I guess it could. It just depends on where it's at. One of the guards could be listening to us right now. Fair, and they could be listening here and down the block and being like, "Man, we should have done that stupid fuck. So, that was dumb, real dumb." I was talking with my coworker, and uh, the fact that you know you see these people online saying. If you have a clipboard and like a high vis vest, you can get into or do a lot of things without like a lot of people asking questions because you look like you're supposed to be there. Yeah. And if they had the confidence of like walking through Gen Con, it's like honestly, if it was before the event, you're gonna be seeing people like moving boxes and stuff in. Yeah. So it's it could make sense that you could just like get lost in the fray there. It's like, oh, these people are moving product or whatever for whatever no, no. reason. I, and stuff. I agree. So it's like understandable. It's not like it's not like the heist of the century. It's just it just goes to show the fact that a person who is uh, confident and just like doesn't look like they look like they're supposed to be doing this exact thing, no one's going to question it. True. Very true. But no one's fucking walking product <laughs> to the goddamn lobby of the front of the building. That's in the back all the time. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 hands down, do you think there was anyone else walking out there? Like, do you see anyone behind them walking with fucking a pallet cart full of stuff at all moving things you know like that's the mentality that the dumb part comes in like i agree with you and your co-workers thing but that part's stupid the part of there the first picture the guys with the pallet jack you should have been taken like to the back behind the doors there's no fucking cameras because that's where everything comes in from loading docks and stuff loading docks have cameras back there yeah but they're not going to be as suspicious looking if they're going through a loading dock versus the fucking lobby of the front of the building when no one else is walking through with their shit this weekend how to be a criminal this week, this week, and how to be a criminal, and you will still fail. That's how that works. What do we got next? <laughs> oh my god! Talking about some lotus petals right now. Gen Con 2023 was packed with wonderful news, too. 
<laughs> I was saying that to kind of like lighten up the fact I that know. we had news. I know. It's wonderful news. We covered a lot of that news last week, so let's suggest. So we suggest that you go check that out with a jam-packed episode. But it, but one bit of news that we held off was the announcement of some special WPN promos coming with the Wild of Eldraine. According to the WPN website, starting the weekend of September 22nd, same weekend as MagicCon Vegas, just so everyone remembers, again, uh, WPN stores can hand out this fancy new border or etched, it's an etched bordered lotus petal with original art from Tempest. Though all, though all but the Caldish invention has that art, so, you know, it's the same art all the time. These promos, that's actually kind of sad when you think about it, when, like, we still have not gotten a new version of Lotus Bell besides the invention. Yeah, and there's, I think it's only had the five printings. It, yeah. You keep talking, I'll, yeah. I'll pull it up. I, I understand, but it's only had five. Uh, these promos will be given out at events determined by your LGS as they choose, so make sure to hit up yours and see what events they are handing out their allotment of Lotus Petals for while supplies last. And there is, oh, God damn it. I hit the actual thing. I do not want to update this fucker. Well, while you're doing that, there has been five actual printings of Lotus Petal. The Tempest. Hold on, hold on. on. I got back. You got back. Uh, So make sure to hit up your events, uh, see your events, and then blah, 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 blah. And here's a quick reminder about some more promos that are coming out alongside with Wilds of Eldraine. Those 30th anniversary promos, there are the promos that showcase one card from each year throughout Magic's history. The promos are going to be French Hornet Queen, Spanish Colonial Hydra, Goblin Rabble Master, and Harvester of Souls with new art. These promos are supposed to be given out during the Wilds of Eldraine pre-release weekend while the supplies last, which that's really exciting to get those two. I, oh man, all those look really fucking sick. Like, old Border. Old Border on those. Star Foils. Yeah, but like just, just those cards, I'm not saying like they couldn't pick better ones, but like the... The image of each of those ones on their respected colors just look beautiful. And the new art for Harvester of Souls by Thomas ba- Bax. Bix? Bax. Baxa. Baxa. Thomas Baxa. That's like. Yeah, I like that one. You see that, and it's like, oh, that's old school magic card right there. Yeah. I Even like though that. it came out in Avacyn Restored. It's still pretty old, actually, if you think about it. Avacyn yes, Restored. It's like. 12 years, 10, 11 years or whatever. It came out in like 2011, 2012. No, fall of 2011. There we go. Oh, no, fall. Somewhere around Hold there. on. Quicker might think. Came out in 2012, but still. Yeah, it's that's 11 years. It has the fucking, <laughs> has the year on it. It has the year. Hey, we man. Quit. Quit. I can't see it in there. There's fire. There's a fire inscription on the floor. I can't see it in that picture. Point is, 2012. That's still 11 years ago. It's over a decade. Yes. Like, listen, it's old, okay? It's old. Anything over a decade in Magic, it's considered old. That's a third of Magic's life. Yeah, it's old. I get it. I know. I'm old. I get it. The joke keeps running. The point is, yes, so you get this new pedal. It's etched. It's got the cool mythic shooting star in the little set slot area. I mean, they look pretty good. But, how, Matt, how many times has this been reprinted now? It has how been- many different versions do we got? We technically got six, but one of them is a uh, is a Moto remastered printing, Tempest remastered. So we don't count that. Other. We don't count that. So there are five. We got five. Tempest from the Vaults Exiled. Hey, Dan's got one of those. He does. The Keladesh Invention. Which most people can't afford. 
Yeah, five hundred and ten bucks, roughly. A mystery yep. booster. I don't know which uh, set booster that was in, but it was in a mystery booster. Um, I want to say that one was in the Brothers War. I feel like we talked about that. That was one that got highlighted when we were talking about the list. The so, list. So I'm pretty sure that was in Brothers War. Okay. And then now we got this one. Yep. So five. I will say though, the nice thing about this new one is the energy ring around the pedal is very vibrant. Yeah. Like, like they made the... they made that art really fucking vibrant. They touched up the art, that's for sure. Yeah. But <sighs> sadly though, that's that. Next up, Eternal Weekend. Eternal Weekend got announced. Woohoo! Which is kind of exciting for all those legacy vintage and old school players. Old school. So I'm going to read from the Magic.gg article here. So the final quarter of 2023 will play host to some exciting events featuring everything from Commander, Eternal Formats, and a weekend of some of its most iconic and powerful cards ever printed in a celebration of Magic the Gathering. Command Fests in October. First up is our last round of Command Fests for 2023, which are taking place in October. October will feature a total of four stops across North America, Europe, and China the following weekends. October 13th through the 15th will be at Portland, Oregon, hosted by Laughing Dragon, and Shanghai, China, hosted by Kedu. And October 13th through the 15th will be in uh, Birmingham, England, hosted by Axion Now. October 20th is going to be in Orlando, Florida, hosted by Cool Stuff, Inc., as with previous Command Fest this year, each event organizer will have event-specific details on their website. For each round, we'll be debuting a new Commander promo card that you'll find at October Command Fests for the very first time, and that's a full-art, textless reliquary tower featuring art from uh, Carissa Sosilo. Carissa? Sosilo. Is that Carissa or... Oh, Carissa Susilo. I can't speak. Susilo? Carissa Susilo. That's why I'm here. That's why I got your back. And the card looks really good. I, oh, it's beautiful. That foily one, though, with the rainbowing on it and stuff, like, that looks fucking sick. Both non-foil and foil copies of Reliquary Tarot will be available at Command Fests in October. Non-foil copies of it will be available at select events at a command zone as a command zone promo, while foil copies will return in 2024 with more Command Fest Command Fest events to be announced. Get your commander decks ready, order a badge from your nearest organizer, and get ready for a fun-filled fall. Next, Eternal Weekend. The big news here that I'm a little more excited about, I guess. Yeah. It's time for it's that time again for fans of all things powered by ancient tombs, Moxen, and Lotuses. Eternal Weekend returns in 2023 this fall with three stops spanning the Europe, Japan, and United States. Eternal Weekend is, as the namesake implies, a weekend of all things eternal. That means lots of vintage, legacy, and old format excitement. Eternal Weekend also plays host to two championship tournaments at each stop, the Vintage Championship and the Legacy Championship. As has been tradition, these events have been commemorating through one of Magic's most unique first-place place prizes for a tournament original paintings of iconic cards from the formats embedded in an oversized card frame this year is no difference on that front though for vintage you may be a bit blown away by what we have lined up for this one uh to recall i think last year was brainstorm was like the big one yes this year black lotus 
is the oversized print card. Vintage each, All-Star. Which is uh, three different arts for it for each different region. So uh, you got the European Vintage Championship, the Asia Vintage Championship, and North American Vintage Championship all having three different arts, and they all look stunning. So the winner of each Vintage Championship tournament this year for this year's round will be walking away with an original painting of one of my Magic's most iconic cards, the Black Lotus, in three different stylings from three different artists. Europe's will head home with a beautiful Black Lotus featuring art from Raoul Vital. Japan's will walk away with the glorious Black Lotus featuring work from Jarrell Threat. And finally, the Vintage Champion of the U.S. will crown their victory with the magnificent black lotus featuring artwork from scott m fisher but that's not all Ooh, the, tell me more tell the, me more the legacy championship events also crown their winters with prize paintings and this year's lineup leans into a legendary archetype of the format can you guess the archetype with this force of will volcanic island and lightning bolt uh, my guess would be something to do with Is It Delver. Fans of Volcanic Island will be thrilled to win an oversized frame painting featuring a card that they have enjoyed through the color pairing's history within Legacy. European Legacy Champ walks away with a new take on Force of Will featuring artwork from Alan Pollock. The winner of the Japan Legacy Championship scores a new take on the Volcanic Island featuring artwork from Mark Tieden. And finally, the winner of the United States Legacy Champ will receive the iconic Lightning Bolt featuring artwork from Art Gay Post. Yes. Once again, still feeling the uh, Is It Delver deck coming out of there. In addition to prize paintings, the top eight uh, prize cards for the Legacy Championship and Vintage Championship return this year, and this time it'll be the retro frame and traditional foil. Top eight players of each Vintage Championship taking place later this year will earn a copy of Mental Misstep promo card featuring artwork from Kai Carpenter, which that looks really fucking good. I know. The Frexen is getting fucked up. Just shot up. Just dead. Just boomed. Top eight player of each Legacy Championship taking place later this year will snag a Dragon Rage Chandler promo card featuring artwork from Patrick Hell. And that is a gorgeous Dragon Rage Chandler. I like that one a lot. These ones are going to be fucking pricey <clears throat> as fuck. Oh, yeah. Those ones will be really pricey. Uh, there will be three weekends in total for Eternal Weekend with dates, locations, and organizers to follow. So currently, November 17th through the 19th is going to be in the Czech Republic Prague, hosted by JK Entertainment. In Japan, it's going to be Aichi Japan, hosted by Big Magic. And it's going to be in the United States and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hosted by Card Titan. Each event will feature an additional side events as well as the Vintage and Legacy Championship, respectively. For full details, including the schedule and special guests, check with each organizer for more info. We'll update the link on this page that we are, for the podcast, are going to be linking in the show notes below to check out when available. Also, join the Discord because we're going to be talking about this then. Yeah. Currently, I, this is going to be one of those things. I don't know if, uh, you know, like Big Magic or uh, Card Titan or JK Entertainment, if they're going to be doing like any coverage of these events. But if they do, boy, howdy, I'd love to watch. I would love to watch this. Because you're, you're, you're getting the people coming out with like the big fucking cards and shit to, to come and play this shit, man. Yeah. And I think it'd be important. Especially Eternal. now with like... Um, Legacy. Mine's Desires now, Unbanned and Legacy. We're going to... They're gonna see how you Listen, know. I watch, I watch some stuff of Saffron playing with Mind's Desire. It's okay. It's not. 
Do you, do you I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some more watching of some streaming and stuff of like people using that for legacy and everything, but like I don't feel <clears throat> I feel like Minds Desire is the same place as like Preordain. It's just a safe unbanned right now of where things are at. So like it doesn't hurt anybody. That was one of the biggest things. Uh, I don't know if you listen to uh, Dominaria's Judgment, but that's one of my favorites. Uh, like deep diving uh, modern podcasts, and they touch on other topic uh, formats like Pioneer, Standard, and Legacy and stuff. Dominaria's Judgment. Dominaria's Judgment it has Dom Harvey and Ari Lax. They uh, continued it after Star City cut their content content that they were doing. What? Yeah, dude, it's really good. They got like ranging from like hour and a half to like two hour long podcast just talking about followed they're good highly recommend i i will do that because this sounds amazing yeah so uh they were talking about like legacy and how like the challenge of mind's desire back in the day how it was overpowered and stuff like comparing comparing decks back then to what the decks can do now mind's desire just did they did they mention like when mind's desire got put on the ban list then Yes, F. Howard is like put on almost instantaneously when it was still 1.5 or whatever, type 1.5. Okay, so it's been a long time. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, I think aside from Lutri, Mind's Desire was the car, is the ne- the other card that got banned in Legacy before Legacy became a format or whatever, like when they, it was more solidified or something, pre-format kind of a thing. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before Legacy took legs. Yeah, like I said. It Just was like, like before it, Extended it took legs and stuff. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, that whole so shtick. it's it's been banned for a long time. Yes, which means you definitely can bring it back. Yeah, because they were. They <laughs> it's were ta- not as good as it could be anymore, so it's possible. They were talking about the decks when it, you could play Minds Desire and Standard when Urza Saga the set was around, and we're able to do some pretty janky shit. Oh yeah, there. no, no, <laughs> yeah. It's the same as like Dragonstorm. So mana. Yeah, like how Dragon. powerful Dragonstorm is. Like if like you look at Legacy Dragonstorm, actually using Dragonstorm. Like, yeah, it makes a big difference in how powerful that card is. But, like, that goes into the realm of, like, you have to be able to play stuff versus, like, this isn't a big deal because you have Force Negations and Force of Wills now together. So, in Minds Desire is a sorcery. It's not instant. Mm-hmm. So, that means as long as you counter the very first Minds Desire, there's no copies. Yes. Because Storm got countered. The um, and they're mentioning you know like thing storm wise like you got Adnaz tendrils just being yeah. the way to finish the deck like this is they were saying uh, in the podcast um, I'm just paraphrasing and stuff here I'm not very good at remembering verbatim shits but they're paraphrasing the fact that it's like Mind's Desire it doesn't really have as clean of an end game as something like well tendrils it's just so does. it's like I said with watching Saffron it's so it's so random on what you're gonna get like I I don't know like. Oh, I just, I watched a lot of it. Like I said, I watched a lot of it and I just don't know how to feel about it. Where like, I don't feel like the car, I feel like there's a place for Mind's Desire still, but like the idea of like, you just slam it into a deck and make sure it works for a storm deck. It's like, no, you, you could just do ad nauseum and tendrils. Like you said, like you don't need to go that route. So I don't know. Are we ready for the game, Matt? I think we're ready. For Are the we game. ready to head over the Conjure Currency to, to our favorite website we like to talk about mtg yeah. stocks where they have all these amazing articles amazing um, they are I amazing i unfortunately did not read the penny savers this weekend i know you the, love that penny savers or the uh the history remastered the one that's um oh, what's his name dominic not dominic dominic and then the jason alter articles and stuff I, I didn't read i didn't read a lot this weekend so but i so guaranteed i, I never saw the uh the weekly winners and stuff so I do that for this podcast. 
for you guys. I don't read the weekly winners just for this game. You're All welcome. Right. So we go over on to the countercurrency. We read from MTG Stocks, one of our favorite websites to go through. So we have answers and questions about anything that deals with the prices of going up and going down of carts in the recent week. These articles for the weekly winners comes out on Fridays, and we have our podcast on Mondays. So remember that some of these prices might have changed yes. over the weekend. Yes. So here we go to the very, very first one. Number one, unbanned cards. <laughs> so Matt, before I even read <laughs> what it is, just tell me, what are the two cards that have probably gone up in price a little bit? Preordain and Mind's Desire. No way. Ooh, I do know for a fact, uh, Mind's Desire, it was like a buck pre-banning, and now it's like at 15, I think, they're going to talk about in the article here. Depending on the version. version. And if I'm not mistaken, is it the etched ar- archive one is the most expensive then, or is it going to be the Scourge printing? Those are my two guesses of the ones that move the most. You're right in the second one, Scourge printing. And then with the so, preordained one, I think the preordained one that is the most expensive is going to be the old border that came in the commander deck, followed by the secret layer. Those are my two guesses. But you're going to be correct for that. I'm going to be correct for that. Fuck yeah. You're correct for that. But Scourge is the first one. Scourge is the first one. Okay. Okay. So, so I got that mix up with the archive. I'm not going to read much from this article of this explanation of these two because it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Go listen to, to our address the last fact week. that the big elephant in the room of unbannings is basically the announcement of no ring. No Splinter Twins, no Orcish Bowmasters, no Evoke Elementals. Nothing was banned. But we got two unbans, which was Mind's Desire and Legacy, and for Modern, it was Preordained. So let's just start out with Mind's Desire since we were talking about it anyways. Yeah, good segue. This had a 1,309% increase to $13.95 for the Scourge version. There we go. Now... What's really funny is you can see on the bottom like where you can buy it for different prices, of course. But here's the thing. We have, as right now, the market price, which is people... Buying. I knew it. I should have just said it. I shouldn't even look at you for that. <laughs> market price buying averages what people are selling it at. Uh, market price, as of right now, $9.68 for the Scourge version. Which average is price first printing? Yes. Okay. Very first printing was in Scourge. Uh, average price... Is fourteen dollars and eighty five cents, low of eleven dollars. Do you want to take a guess of what the foil is after I read the European average? Because European average is one euro and fifty three cents. <sighs> Scourge foil is gonna have to be like two hundred bucks. You're close. Oh, am I really? One ninety. Oh shit, son. Super close. <laughs> yeah. I lost that prices right game, baby. That, yeah, it happens. Damn it. Um <clears throat> so there's also other versions of this that come out of the Commander twenty twenty one ver uh, version of the deck. Um that was the uh Ikoria? No. No, 21 was Strixhaven decks. Was it the Strixhaven decks? Yeah. It was. Yes, it was Strixhaven. You can buy that copy for 99 cents. <laughs> There's the dual decks of Mine versus Might for 97 cents. From the Vault is a of the lower is a $4.75 card. Judges promos, about 50, 60 bucks. Strixhaven, Mystical Archives. I'm guessing this is like the foil version one or whatever is $30. So here's the deal. You can still get these cards. For pretty decent copy uh, price. I'm going to tell you right now, anything that is less than a buck, go buy it. If you want it for Legacy, go buy it. If you don't care about Legacy, well, crack open your Commander decks or go buy this as a single from the Commander stuff. Because guess what? It's going to go down in price pretty fast again, too. So, yeah. But if you got those Foil Scourges, though, 
Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Th- those ones aren't going to move down as quickly, no. probably. It's going to be a, sm- a, a slower decline, but it's still going to move down. Yep. If you could sell it, if you could sell it for that hundred ninety bucks, try and sell it for that hundred ninety bucks. Yeah, or just sell it for one hundred and seventy. Who cares? Just we're, get get some cash. We're not financial experts. No, but if you want some cash, get some cash. Who what was that? Bag? Who kick the bag? Kick the bag. I kicked uh, the bag. Yeah, sorcery is printed back in two thousand three in the scourge set. Uh, basically, when you cast it, shuffle up your deck and you storm off and try to do a bunch of cool things. Um, it's usually tried to be played in a high tide type of deck in Legacy, which means high amount of mana so that you can just go ham. I mean, that's the most common one. There's another deck in Legacy, like Saffron All, that I was talking about. He was doing kind of a uh, Lion's Eye Diamond build. Because, uh, like, this this does not do that. Like I said, this is a High Tide. High Tide is the one that actually does a blue storm with Mind's Desire because they just have better hits in the long run for stuff that they're going to do. Yeah, hitting a high and tide, doing, making more mana. And they're doing examples, too. Like, they're doing Time Spiral, and they have... Uh, candelabra of tanos and whatever so like basically what they're going to go for is they're going to storm off and essentially hit one of their uh <clears throat> fey of wishes that they use now so they can go grab a, a brain freeze from the sideboard essentially so like they that's the whole thing it's it's just trying to get their looping piece for the sideboard yeah for a safety hu- purposes a and huge ass everything storm up to play to so, a brainstorm typically uh it but is, yeah Quick, quick thing about yeah, go, go, go. in that uh, Dominaria episode that they're also talking about. Uh, Dom Harvey was saying that he is going, he is speculating that we might actually be seeing like Lotus Field in Legacy as a way to like ramp. Why wouldn't we? I mean, Stifle exists for a reason. There's other cards. Like <clears throat> before we continue, let's just <laughs> side, talk about tangents. This is the galore. side tangent about Lotus Field. It's a good card. A I'm still card. surprised we have not seen a modern deck with Lotus Field. And I know people want to be like, ooh, you can't play in modern, blah, 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 whatever. But you're playing Tron Lands. You're playing other cheeky things to help you mana ramp out. You have Amulet Titan that plays their stuff to do their stupid shit shenanigans. So my thought is this. Why couldn't you play a Lotus Field deck in modern? Like, I mean, I'm still on the idea that I would do the Strict Proctor plus... Lotus Field combo in modern just because you could get there. You have cards to help for backup. You could do Torpor Orb with it as well as another option, so you don't have to. Torpor Orb doesn't work with it. Yeah, it does. Torpor Orb is only creatures. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I know this because I used to use it all the time with my artifact stuff. Oh, wow. Yes. They're... Get wrecked, so, Matt. So there are very limited number of cards that just flat out stop ETB triggers. And majority of the ETB trigger stoppers are for creatures only. So I'll let you look that up. I'm going to go on to preordain because this is basically a talking point anyways. <clears throat> so preordain uh, moved up 400 to 1600%. This is all uh, based on the different type of uh, versions of it. So the one they're showing off here is the from the commander... Uh, the other Commander Masters we had. The first Commander Masters where they had it printed for $1.99 in this. Um, same card. Average or market price is $1.55. Average price $1.99. Low was $0.37. Cents. Foils were $7.25. European average is $0.93. Cents. <clears throat> Your high market 
versions of this card. Um, oh, fuck, they're not going to give me. It's too much on the list. So I'm just going to get out of here and go back to the articles. that just shows them. So like your your most expensive versions are like we talked about. The one that comes out of the Brothers War Commander Decks. Decks. And then you have the Secret Layer one. Ah. And the prices for those is the Brothers War version on TCG Player averaging is $12.39. Card Kingdom $7.99. Secret Layer version, which is really crazy, is $28.98 on TCG Player. Card Kingdom $17.99. It has had 12 reprints. It is a common rarity. And it has been uh, reprinted very recently in Commander Legends again. Um... And to be honest, since it has just been unbanned in Modern, I wouldn't be surprised if it shows up in Modern Horizons 3 in, in 2024. There ought to be a plenty of copies around. That's why we'd see the spikes in the sp- uh, special pricings only. Uh, we see the same effects in Brainstorm, where you should be able to find copies between $1 to $2 that can fetch quite the price for special or foil versions. So in the reality of this whole thing, once again, another card that is probably just really spiking, if you want to get it, just... Just wait a couple weeks. It'll go back down. No one's going to care and realize that for modern, it doesn't go into every deck. For example, it doesn't go into Team of Rhinos because you don't want to cascade into that. No, you don't. So it's just like the one ring. It doesn't fit in everything. Mm -hmm. So it's not as good. And everyone, of course, they're just going to be playing it in every deck now that they got access to it. It's like the new toy. It's a new toy. I got to play with it. Or my favorite thing that you see on Mythic Spoil all the time. Looks like Dredge's got a new toy. (laughs) Haven't seen that in a while, but I wish it would come back. (laughs) So... R.I.P. Dredge. All right. Yes. What do you got for me over there, quick? Okay, so currently, the uh, according to Scryfall, the only thing with uh, something that has the Oracle text of a permit entering the battlefield causes a triggered, because I wanted to see, like, yep. an ability and stuff. Strict Proctor is the only thing that uh, counters that ability, because yes. you don't want Elish Norn or Yorok. Because you double. That doubles it for you. <laughs> And you don't want to double up your uh, Lotus Field triggers. I mean, unless you had some cool way to bring back lands from the graveyard. Okay, so can we talk about the, the brought back bit there? Like, brought back and Lotus... Listen, Wade knows. I I nonstop talk about brought back a lot for, like, the Elementals deck. <laughs> and he looks at me and asks me all the time, who's got you on this pitch constantly? Like, But I was calling it forever. Like, brought back is a great card. And I'm still going to say it, it now, even. Brought back is probably the better option of a card to be putting in the Elementals deck, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you can get two back. You get two for things. You yeah. two first. Yeah, it's two two ephemerates and stuff. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very useful. Yeah, it's You like, can get a lot of cool things back. Not only that, it's like, oh, you pitch uh, pitch an Elemental and you sack, you know, you fetch you a land. You fury assault to the same turn. You could get both of them back right away. Which is really good. I think so. You got two bodies. If you got the cards to pitch and it got the ability to play it, might as well. Yep. And it gets around like I think it's more better for the ramping part. Like you you fetch and do something with a creature and then get them both back, whatever. Yeah. But yes, it does plays up though too. It's a double white mana. Still a good card though. Brought but, back. But brought back, man. Let's That's bring you back over to this uh, article uh, and get back on to number two here. Creative technique has rose seven hundred and ninety nine percent. To $8.99. Creative Technique is four and a red out of the Strixhaven Commander deck stuff. That reads, the sorcery, demonstrate. When you cast a spell, you may copy it. If you do, choose an opponent to also copy it. Shuffle your library, reveal the cards from the top until you reveal a non-land card. Exile that card, put the rest on the bottom of the library in a random order. You may cast the exile card without paying its mana cost. Matt, what is causing this? What format is causing this to move up price? 
this is a legacy one as well because I know that the the deck like it it utilizes you getting all the cascade cards like Apex Devastators one of the things there it's legacy cascade that is correct Ooh. I was waiting with bated breath there I'm like <laughs> oh yeah it's part of a legacy deck um yeah it's big big cascade maelstrom wanderer there we go so yeah, maelstrom wanderer it, uh, apex devastators cool. in that list right yep apex okay. devastator shakasim is prodigy sweet gun sweet gum recluse uh boarding party you know big creatures big 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 so <clears throat> uh yeah so the prices for this right now as well we have market price at five dollars and forty eight cents average price is eight ten low of five twenty four european average of one euro ninety eight cents and I'm pretty sure this is the only copy of it. So yes. um, prices are going up because that's where it's at. And, you know, with Eternal Weekend coming up now, you're going to get more players like in the the MTGO queues and stuff playing Legacy, playing Vintage, that we'll probably start seeing a little more in-depth uh, exploration of both formats yeah. and stuff. So that's going to be interesting. They'll, they'll create some creative stuff some old school stuff we, we might we might potentially see like maybe some reserve lists uh prices getting mentioned in the next few weeks i'd assume so you know like it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a push we'll see some we'll see at least one for sure yeah um, you heard it here first folks that's right okay then and on to the last one last number one. three taunt from the rampart <laughs> moved up 101 percent for $2.96. Oh, big money. Taunt from the Rampart is three red and a white sorcery that says goad all of your opponents, all all creatures your opponents control until your next turn. Those creatures can't block. And of course, for goading, that means they don't attack you. They attack other players in the group. All right. I know we skipped over the money thing quick, so we're going to go through that real fast. Uh, market price, $3.05. Average price, $4.99. Low, $2.98. European average, one euro ninety cents. And this one only has uh two versions of it. One that came out of the I'm pretty sure this is oh my god. What it's got a it's got extended borders, so that would probably be What's the name of the card? Taunt from the Rampart. So I'm pretty sure you can only get this out of the collector and sampler packs. So yeah, probably. Yeah, because it says foil. Um, no, there's no foil. There's no foil. This was not. This was not a uh, foil extended version you can get. Nope. Not this one. Foil. This one only comes out of the collector packs. So, um, this is a non-foil card for both versions, either from the main deck or from the collector packs. And what is the reason for this moving up in price, Matt? Oh, Jesus! What I... format? What format? I'm gonna say commander, and I. Can't give any more of a specific reason, but Commander. Where? What the fuck? Where'd it go? Well, it doesn't tell me what format it was in. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. Yeah, it looks like Commander. This article piece didn't... I'm sorry, I missed this article part. Okay. I was more intrigued about reading my desire and that stuff earlier today. <laughs> uh, yeah, quick thing. Uh, just There was a streamer that posted about it. Uh, at the end of June, the weekly winners 
Uh, we talked about Raise the Palisade going up back then. So, Riders of Rohan and the Precon. Uh, this card slots into most Boros decks that exist now. And in the future, it makes sure you can't be attacked for a turn cycle. You get to attack your opponents with them, blah, blah, blah. All in all, it seems like a pretty good card to play. So it's commanders. Okay. So just a commander tech. It's for yeah. Boros yeah. style decks, not like a specific yes. strategy. It's just all no. Boros. All Boros stuff Boros in X. commander. It gives you something you can do. Okay. Just like Raise the Palisade gives you something you can do in blue type decks. Blue based decks. So, all right. On to the cheap pickups. We have Escape the Wilds, extended art version that is moving Ooh. up slowly to $3.57. Uh, this is one that you can find in the MTG Premium so, Rapid Rich features. Did this, Whoa. Get, did this get banned in Standard at one point? Because I could have sworn this got banned. I think it was in Standard. It did. Okay. I'm pretty sure at one point in Standard it got banned along with the Once Upon a Time. Well, yeah. Because it was whole, just too much too much ramp for there. PAMP. So, Does Escape from the Wilds like, have a place in Pioneer? I mean, it could. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, don't let's not <laughs> deviate too far off here. Quit deviating me. Sorry. Uh, we also have Sword of War and Peace, which is from the 2XM, Ooh. Double Masters, Double Masters 22. Uh, it's moving down slowly, $7.40. And then we have Sword of Once and Future, the new one that came out of March of, Machine, March of the Machines, slowly moving down to $5. I like that one. I do too. So if you want to get yourself some swords, now is the time to get those at least. Yeah, honestly. Keep your eyes on the other ones, you know. And realistically too, if you're playing... Modern, standard, like wherever the swords are allowed to play, of course, too. Don't don't just play them where you think you can. You have to play them in the right format. But wherever you want to play them, Commander, you only need one. Most of your decks in Modern, you don't need more than one sword anyway. So yeah. don't, like, this This is not something that you need to do. Like, I did at one point. I had a play set of every single sword. And, and then there was a couple swords. I think I actually had five of them and didn't even realize it. But I was able to leave some behind. At Magicon Minneapolis, because I didn't need him as much, because I wanted a cool soul ring. But the point is, you only need one for Commander, Standard, and even uh, Modern. Unless there's some like breakout thing in Standard, would be the only one, or Pioneer, where the newer swords got printed, that they are like a detrimental piece that really can like bomb out well with more copies. Maybe then. If not, you only need one of each. Yeah, yeah seriously. So... People out there, if you want swords, get them while they're cheap. When they're not cheap, hold off. They'll get cheap again. Yeah, they're just a cool, they're a cool artifact. And they're cool. And more than anything, they're really, they're really a cool piece of equipment inside of Commander because they do create value in different ways. Just like the new, I've they've talked about it as the thing is like Sword of Forge in the Frontier is essentially the uh, Hearth and Home. Yep. Well, and Hearth, well, that one too. Hearth and Home, Sword of the Forge of the Frontier. And sort of the Animus are like the three biggest equipment weapons that help you with mana stuff in other colors that you don't normally get it with. Mm -hmm. So those are like the three that you look at. I mean, I granted now your sort of uh, Feast and Famine is really good. I get that. But if you can't afford those, you can always go with these other ones. They work just as well. Feast and Famine is still like a $30 card. So, but yeah, the point is still stands. It's just, you know, like I said, it's. You basically pick and choose your things, uh, what you need. But, yeah, for commander-wise, it's a good card. All right. What else we got, Matt? I think that's it. Let's, mm-hmm. let's uh, mention here, 
again real quick because we are getting to that hour and a half time. Check out, check out TCG Sniper. They're an amazing price tracking website. They, uh, you get notified. You, you enter in cards that you want to get notified on that are moving up or down in price. And you get texted, emailed, or Discord notifications for that. Uh, signing up, you, got a, you sign up for free and you get 15 cards. 15 or 50. If you, always, if you, I always get that. If you just sign up yeah, for, for their the notifications, it. it's 15. Okay. If you get 15, which is a lot for you know any savvy Magic player, it's like, oh. <laughs> you um, got 15 cards you're looking at right now? Yeah. That's not that bad. Every Magic player does program. If you say that the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you, they'll give you three months free of that plus program. Which gives you unlimited choices. Unlimited. And if you don't like, if you don't want to pay for it after that, you can still do 15. Yeah, 15 is really good. It's a great service. You know, any savvy magic, finance conscious magic player is going to want something like that. So go check them out. But now I think that's everything that we got here for this episode. That's all it is. So thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 199 of This Week in MTG. Big thank you to our patrons of this podcast that believe that the content that you just heard was worth supporting. Also, go check out our amazing sponsor, J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. If you're looking for anything magic-related, go check them out. Now, Anthony, do you got anything else you want to add? To the I do have something Ooh. to add, actually. This is important. So, for everyone listening now, everyone listening when the recording goes out, we do have our 200th episode coming up next Monday. Next Monday, yes. Which is really big. And I was thinking about this the entire time of this episode, about what we should do. And you know what I came up with even more? What's that? I feel like we should hand it to the listeners and see what they think we should do. Put out a poll. Ooh. I, I had, and I'm, I'm picking three ideas right now. Okay. Three ideas I think would be the best because it's something that's basically, it's going to be us, the four of us, and we're going to try to get together to do it. And I feel like this is going to be, no matter what, a special episode will do. So it'll be a 200-part B episode essentially, uh, just because once again we are all fathers. We are all busy with our main jobs as well as the things our kids do. Or for Danny, we just want to go play pool and not hang out with our friends. Because <laughs> guess what? He's not going to listen to this anyway. He's not going to listen to this. That anyway. son of a bitch. How funny would it be if he was just lurking here the whole time and, and now chimed he's in? Just gonna fucking jump in. and get mad. Well, anyways, the point is, uh, no, we all have other stuff going on too. We like to do more than just magic, except for like me. I just love magic. Matt can tell you this. I'll talk for years about this, no matter what. Yes, magic is good. I love magic. So, my thoughts are this. For our poll, and I think there's a way we can do it on the Discord, right? We can make a poll thing on Discord somehow. Okay. The top three things for a special episode that we'll do, a 200 part B to the part A of the episode next week, is we either can do a Oathbreaker battle, battle brawl between the four of us, a commander brawl between the four of us, or, and this is one that like Matt and I kind of talked about before on the pre-show part of it, so if you're Patreons, you might have been listening. I don't remember what was going on when we started recording technically, um, but we also talked about the idea of doing a commander masters thing of like either draft or doing maybe sealed i don't know like i really don't know which one would be easier to do i think draft would be just why price wise it'd be easier of course but like like i said before this is something that and i'm not saying the 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 watcher should the watcher slash listener should not 
pick something just because it's pricey or something that way. I'm just saying, like, this is something we talked about. Wise, Logistics like, wise, like, that will be more complicated. So the Part B episode might take a little bit longer to get out. So if you want this right away, um, you can pull for the other two. Or if you just really want that other one, pull for that. But I think those are the three options. And I think I'm just going to veto into the fact that we're probably going to do a draft. So, like, we're not going to show them what we what we draft. We're like, we'll yeah. just build decks, yeah, and then have a playoff of us two playing whoever, us two playing the other two, and they'll call it good, whatever, something like that. We'll figure it out. Two headed giant draft. Ooh, it's commander. There we go. Even better. <laughs> that say well, that saves us a lot of time too, though. So yes, changing that draft to a two headed giant draft. So, which means we'll have to roll off for teams, and then we'll do our draft. Um, but anyways, that is what we're gonna do. We'll put the poll out. And we will join the Discord. It's free. Yep. Join the Discord if you haven't yet. So you can be a part of that amazing thing for us. And the other part of the whole thing is uh, I would say that we definitely will give you until next Tuesday. No. Sorry. We'll just do a week from the poll starts. Yeah. I don't know how fast we can do the poll. So whenever the poll hits up in the Discord, a week from that day for everyone to get their answers in so we can figure it out. Because I think a week should be more than enough time for everybody to be like, yes. do this. I think so. I hope. <laughs> Our Discord is pretty active. I would assume it is. <laughs> you're just saying like you're not on there. <laughs> I'm on there. I know it's active. I'm just Jesus saying like people Christ. thinking about a poll thing though. Christ. Anyways, that's the idea. I'm throwing it out there. Garrett and Danny, if you listen or find out about this and you have problems with it, um, take get it with Matt and get fucked. So <laughs> we got to do something cool. That's what we're going to do. But I did offer two options that don't cost money. You did. So, that's all I got, Matt. And that's all you got? That's it. Perfect. And uh, then with that magic folk, we will catch you next time. See you later. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. What the fuck is the other snake?